Welcome to the Ruthlessly Efficient Marketing Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Gary. And we are from 33% and we're all about ruthlessly efficient marketing. We're about getting your marketing done in as timely a fashion as possible so that you can get back to running your amazing businesses. And this week, we're going to be talking all about efficiency, organization, and getting things done really, really, really well. Now, I I think it's fair to say we always talk about efficient marketing, and that's what we always do. Everything we do is all about results. It's all about getting things done quickly, focusing on exactly who your ideal customer is, making sure you're talking to them in the right place, doing all those things correctly. But efficiency goes beyond just how you do your marketing. It goes into every other part of how you work, how you run your business, how you you know, even run your personal life. And I think it would be fair to say that on occasion, uh, Gary, you have accused me of being maybe somewhat less organized than I could be, or perhaps less efficient than perhaps you would have liked. I mean, what I normally accuse you of is being less efficient than me. Um, I think I think that's I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put you I've worked with people far worse than you I would I would reiterate that right at the start but yes I sometimes can become frustrated if you don't uh, if you're not as organized as I like to think everyone should be mm. and then that is a you know it's a tough act to follow you are very organized and you are very um, very focused on what needs to be done next and things like that which is you know which is I, again is a trait I admire as someone that's a little bit more um uh, all over the place, I think is unfair. But uh, but you know, I can be, um, I can spot the shiny thing and want to go after that and want to focus on the thing that that excites me more than getting through a methodical list or working through a process. Uh, and I think you know, we could all be more efficient, couldn't we? We could all be more, um, we could all be more organised. We could all do things in a better in a better fashion. And I think that from my point of view, it, it sort of hits home when you start thinking about the way that you are or you way you are organized and how it affects those around you um, and i think sometimes when you're when you're a boss you run your own business nobody really calls that into account do they you just kind of you just work for other people um, and we've both been bosses we both run companies of, of a number of other people and you know presumably you've worked with you've had people working for you that were not as organized as you would like previously Yes, yes, many, and I've had bosses who weren't as organised as I'd like them to be as well. So, I, so I've understood that frustration that I felt like my job was made made harder because someone else wasn't as organised, wasn't as efficient, wasn't getting back to me as quickly as I wanted to, wasn't giving me the answers I needed in the order I needed them, that kind of stuff. So, I think by having experienced it, um, that's part of what makes me more a lot more keen to uh, be as efficient as possible as a boss because I know I always used to say my job my main job was to not be the bottleneck never be the bottleneck that's that's the big thing as a leader always be the person that keeps things moving along yeah uh, yeah totally and, and I think that you know the, the, since running a business for the last you know 12 years or so I've always worked long hours I've always thought you know that's sort of part of the culture it's almost like a, a stupid badge of honor isn't it to say I get up really early and I work till the middle of the night but you know I and I've always had a lot to do but I think since we've been working together and we've been very focused on this the balance of making the most of your work in life making sure that you're balancing your home life with your work and you're getting the most out of work and um, it sort of occurred to me that probably a, a decent chunk of that was 
time spent doing things that I could avoid doing if I was a bit more efficient. But also it's about I was doing things that I just probably shouldn't be doing. I was not delegating work. I should not. I should have been delegating. I was taking on every project that came my way and saying yes to absolutely everything because exactly. I just, you know, I wanted to do absolutely everything. And I thought that again was the don't, you know, in business, never say no to anything. If someone wants to pay to do something, then you should probably do it. And, and in truth, that probably isn't the right thing to do. And you're doing a disservice to everybody and not just the people you work with, but your family as well. You know, if you're spending your time, all your time working because you're disorganized and you're not getting to spend time with your family and not spending time with your husband or wife. And so, yeah, everyone around you is, is affected negatively by your chaos. Yeah. I mean, there is a general perception that being efficient means you work faster. Um, and then people start thinking about multitasking, which of course we all know is a complete nonsense and there's no such thing, but actually some points of efficiency are just about saying no to things that aren't the right things to do, whether that is jobs or whether that's you doing jobs that you shouldn't do yourself because you know it'll take you 10 times faster to do something than someone else. So hand it off to the person who's going to do it the most efficient. You know, don't hog everything and don't become the bottleneck. So yeah, efficiency isn't just about working faster. It, I mean, I know it's a cliche, but it's about working smarter. It really is. It's about, it's about the things you do and the things you don't do. Yeah. And, and, and as you said, recognizing the effect. And I think that's the thing that, that had the most impact on me when you think about how it affects those around you. A lot of the time you think, oh, it's just me. I know I'm a bit disorganized, but I get there in the end and I eventually find stuff. But it's when you really think to yourself, actually, no, you know what? It's really annoying my colleagues because I don't get back to them quick enough or it's frustrating because they're looking for a file and they can't find it because I didn't put it in the right place because I thought it'd be quicker for me just to dump it on my desktop and you know come back and sort it out later. And it's all that stuff that actually I think that's the thing that makes you take action more and think, no, do you know what? Um, I'm not just making my life difficult, I'm making everybody's life difficult. So I want to do something different about it. Um, so, you know, let's talk a bit about, about you. Have you always been organised? I mean, every, as long as I've known you, you've always been quite ordered and quite efficient and quite organised in, in almost every part of your life. Ordered, I like that. And that's a word I like. Um, no, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I um, as I've said to you previously, when we've talked about this subject, I, I came out of my my mother and immediately had a to-do list of things I needed to get done by my first birthday. Um, no, I, 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 of course I did Good. without Excellent. a shadow of a doubt with six months to spare and, and start a new <laughs> to-do list. Cause I, I do love a to-do list. No, I think the thing is, I don't think anybody's born. I think people have a certain, you know, left side, right side brain conversation without getting into that, but some people are more naturally drawn to order than others. I mean, that's just a fact, but that isn't an excuse as to why you can't be efficient and organized. In a, and, and I think I was drawn towards it. You know, I'm a, I'm a data nerd, as I often admit to. And I think that kind of mentality does draw you towards that. But actually, I think I learned from a couple of different people over my time how to be organized, but also why it's important. Because I think the more you realize why it's important, the more you'll do it. And, I, you know, I, I go back to my first proper job outside of university and we used to have a Friday afternoon was absolutely manic in retail and we were getting everything ready for the weekend. And I was taught by somebody who's still a good friend of mine now that yes, there's always going to be chaos around you, but you can still have order within chaos. And as long as you know the order you're going to work through, it doesn't matter that it's manic because you feel in control. And if you feel in control, you make less mistakes. And I think that's one of the reasons why I suddenly realized the importance of being ordered and structured is you make less mistakes. 
and then later on in life, I, I had I had a mentor that, that was my boss for a while, and and he was the one that taught me the phrase, which is never be the bottleneck. You know, he was my boss. He was the CEO for a period of time before I took over, and his his mentality was always never be the bottleneck. Always make sure that nobody uses you as the excuse for why they haven't got any work done. Because not only are you helping them out, as you described earlier, but you're also helping your business out. Your business will work more efficiently if you don't block it. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and I think that to touch on what you said before about that kind of left side, right side brain, that's certainly an excuse that I think a lot of more creative people, and I've certainly used this before, that, you know, where you may be more numbers, I might be more pictures, you know, that's maybe more yes. how it is. So as a result, you sometimes think, well, you know, I'm a bit all over the place, but that is because I'm a bit more, you know, creative in that side of things. But actually, what you realise is that you're doing again you're doing yourself a disservice because what you're doing by being disorganized is not giving yourself the space and the time to think and focus on that creative task because we all know that the best creative work comes from when you've got the space to focus on it but if you've got all this other stuff flying around in into your brain and you've got emails coming in and other bits and pieces you're juggling you can't you can't achieve what you want to achieve creatively. So I, I just think that's another, it's a reason that if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, well, I'm more of a creative person. So organization efficiency is just not something I need to worry about, but it, it absolutely is. And I think it's something that everybody needs to, needs to think about. Yes. I, I always say it to, to creative people is like what you want as a creative person is dedicated time when no one's going to disturb you. You can just do the things you want to do. Well, being efficient and organized gives you that time. You know, I, I like to think the main reason I'm organized is because I want to get on with things that I'm more interested in, despite what it, I know we joke the fact that how much I like to sit there and reconcile a bank account, but I do that because then it's, it's gone and it's out of my brain space. And then I just focus on doing the bigger, more exciting projects. And then that's the same thing with creative people. They want to be being creative. So by being organized, they create the time and space to do that. Okay. So if you imagine you're listening to this, podcast and i hope you are and you're sitting there thinking to yourself yeah this isn't for me probably i'll stop this one because it's all about efficiency i'm already super organized i'm already super efficient uh, we've got a really simple test uh, that you can answer now if you can answer um no to all of these questions then you can stop listening go about your business uh, you're already you're already as organized as you possibly can be happy days but if you can't if you say yes to any of these things that gary's going to talk about next then you need to carry on listening so, uh, and this is a general organizational thing, and we'll go into something a little bit different in, in a second. But if you're the person who has ever said, uh, oh, I'm not sure I've got that. Um, let me just check. I'll find that email somewhere. Or someone who thinks they filed something, but it's not in the right place, or as James described it. Well, I know I've saved it on my desktop because I know where it is, but other people can't get to it. Or if you've ever missed a call, because you sudden some reason it wasn't in your diary and maybe someone told you about it and you'll go oh but they didn't send me a formal invite that kind of thing um maybe you've got a diary clash and you're supposed to be in two places at once or if and this is always a killer for me that people don't realize but if you've ever said oh yeah okay no that'll take me about two hours to do and it takes six hours to do or it takes two and a half hours to do it doesn't matter if you're poor at estimating how long something takes it's probably because you're not organized and you're not efficient all right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I could say certainly over time I would have done 
at least all of those things definitely all of yes them. yeah i, I um, yeah i'm absolutely i mean if you wanted if we had time i could cite you exactly this week probably you've done it no <laughs> um, that's a bit that's a bit rough but um but no i think you know everybody has been through that process everybody has not been able to find a file you know thought it was on the google drive thought it was on the server it wasn't i can't find it that is that stuff and i think this is the thing about especially when we talk about data expanding the more there is and it grows exponentially the harder it is to find stuff because there's just yes. more of it and so that being organized and the way you store things and everything is, is incredibly important so so yes let's imagine that you've said yes to any of those things so what are we going to do about it you, you've you've assessed there's room for improvement what do we do next there are I would say there's probably, I think I've categorized it into eight different areas where you can improve over time um, around, again, some of it is saying no, there's, there's things around that, there's things about communication, delegation, to-do list and planning, all those sorts of areas. But actually, um, the place that I probably start with is is your inbox because it is it is the chief communication tool still you know slack and whatsapp and everything else have, have started to become quite prominent but ultimately for most businesses and particularly between different businesses and clients and suppliers email is still the chief way of communicating and because it's the chief way of communicating and providing information it's predominantly the place where most mistakes can happen and where the most inefficiencies happen and where the most distractions happen. So I always think it's a really good starting point if you want to look at ways to improve your efficiency and get you more and more focused. Yeah, I think, and you're right. I think that's, you know, if you look at the place that causes most stress, most worry, most things getting lost or whatever else, it, it is that inbox. And when I look at, you know, you look at my inbox and think, uh, there's a lot, you know, it's not necessarily the number of unread things. It's just the amount of stuff in there. There's always that there's just a huge amount of a mishmash of all sorts of different things. And I, and I kind of think that sometimes these, the, the kind of different email clients and different crutches that you can use to organize your inboxes for you and to sort of tell you which ones are your VIP ones, which are your notifications. And even on Gmail, it does that, doesn't it? It separates out yep. social notifications. But then if you rely on that, stuff gets missed anyway stuff gets dropped into the wrong column stuff doesn't appear in the right place and you think oh i thought that was you know yeah you have that conversation we say oh sorry i missed that email i didn't see that and and i think that's that's when you end up yes getting you know wasting time dealing with your emails so what are you going to do what's the solution what do you do about it let's let's start with that here i've got an inbox and it's um jam-packed with stuff um, jam packed. It I is like jam packed. There's a lot of stuff in there. It's a real mishmash of, of, of emails, newsletters, mm-hmm. client messages, things I'm going to get to in due course. I don't want to. I don't quite. I'm not quite ready to delete that. I don't want to file it. There's stuff in there that I think. Well, I probably should keep a record of that email because um, I, I might have to go back to that another time. What you know? What what's the solution? There's there's two things that need to be done, and each one's got quite a bit inside it. The first one is you need to clear out the mess. So you need to get yourself under control. And then the second one, which we'll talk about in, in, in a second, uh, is about ongoing maintenance and, on, and, and not allowing it to come back. I mean, I've met loads of people who will do, and I don't know, we've discussed this before. You'll have a spring clean and, you know, in, and, and you'll get maybe in some people's Nirvana, and it's not mine in fairness, but in some people's Nirvana, they get to zero inbox. And that's wonderful. But within a month, oh, it feels so good. It feels so good when you get to that. It, it is. But, it, but it's, but again, it's a vanity exercise because you get it down, but then it'll go back up to 100 again. 
And what it doesn't do is it doesn't stop the bad habits that cause the problems. If that's a feast or famine approach and that doesn't work, that's not an efficient way of doing things. So number one, let's clean up the junk. Number two, and I'm not talking about the junk box, but just the amount of junk in your inbox. And number two, let's maintain it going forward. I think those are the two things to do. So let's start with um, fixing the current problem. Uh, and I think this works whether you've got 8,000 unread emails or 80, if I'm honest. The same principles still apply. It just, if you've got 8,000, it'll probably take you longer to clear up than it will if you've got 80, if we're honest. Um, and the first thing that I always say is work in reverse order. Go to the back of the line, go to the thing that's two months, three months, two years, whatever it is, old, and start cleaning up from there and then work forward. The reason for that is quite simple. The older it is, the more chance you'll look at it and go, oh, it doesn't matter, and you'll delete it. And then you get in a rhythm. And I hate to say it, but actually deleting things is quite a hard thing for some people, as you've described it, you know. Oh, I might need that for that. You need People need to get into the point of going, oh, yeah, I can delete that. I can delete That's fine. Yeah, yeah, get rid of that. And then you get on a rhythm. You delete, you know, 20 things from four months ago. By the time you get up to the modern stuff, you're a bit more comfortable with going, yeah, I don't need that. Yeah, I don't need that. And I think that's the starting point. Always work in that order, I think. Um, the second thing to remember is, and, and there are two fundamental problems with people's inboxes. One is they use it as a storage device. And one is they use it as a to-do list planner. Mm. Neither yeah, of those things are correct. It's not, it's not designed for that. Uh, if you look up the you know, definition of what email's for in an inbox, it, it doesn't say it's a storage planner or, 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 an, or a to-do list planner. So always work on that rule um, and then start going through. So don't keep things in your inbox just in case they might be needed at some other point. So if there's a file attached to it that you might need, well, save it onto the system a folder, and then delete the email. The email is not the place to store a file. If you might need it, then store it in a proper file system and then get rid of the email. Because that's just, pra like just practically, that's it's a bad idea anyway, because you've got yes. a limited amount of email storage space if you're using a, you know, Gmail or yeah, using whichever a, system. You know, any sort of yeah. system, really. If you're keeping your emails you know on an IMAP server with attachments in them, you're wasting, you're wasting your space, aren't you? Yes, so absolutely. And now, if you actually need to keep the email, if you think, oh, I know, but I need the wording in here just in case I need to might go back to it, you know, then that, and I can understand that that happens, put it into a subfolder. It doesn't need to be in your inbox because this is the thing. Oh, I can't never find it again. It's just as easy to type in words into a subfolder as it is into your inbox. You, you, do you know, it's amazing. Outlook, for example, can search all your folders at the same time. doesn't matter if it's inbox or a subfolder. So it's yeah. nonsense that you have to keep it in the inbox to be able to find it. Yeah, if you're using Gmail or, or a, you know, a Google Suite email address, again, it's, the folders are labels. And again, you can search all those labels as well, and it finds everything for you. So there's, there's really is no reason not to, um, yeah. not to be able to search for those. So we're working in reverse order. A lot of the things that might be in your inbox, and we're going to deal with this as a different factor in a second, but they may be promotional, personal emails, emails from you know, your favorite retailers, whatever else, that are really quite old. Anything that's old, anything that's a month old, two months old, three months old, two years old, don't even read it. Please don't waste your time because your latest email from, you know, super dry won't have any offers in it that are relevant anymore. They're all old. The stock's old. So don't worry about it. So just delete it. Don't even waste that because part of the if problem is you're like, just going to disappoint yourself. You're going to see you something are. you think, oh, I really like that. I wish oh, I'd read I that email. That. Exactly. And so don't waste your time because that's what slows people down. They start reading every email. There's lots of emails in there you don't need to bother reading with. Just delete them quick and simple 
um, then start start looking at those unread promotional emails from three months ago, from four months ago, from two months ago, whatever they are, and just start unsubscribing from them. Because if they've been sat there for that long, the reality is you don't actually need to get an email from them four or five times a week. And let's be honest, most retailers will send you emails four or five times a week. You're not going to read all of those. So start getting rid of them. Start unsubscribing. This is part of the ongoing maintenance process of having less email come in. You know, that, that is a big part of what I would suggest. Um, then, then there's those emails from colleagues that you haven't responded to yet that you find as you're going through. Some of them you'll remember going, oh, I should have responded to that. And others, they'll be, oh, I didn't even remember seeing that one. Quick novel idea on these. Someone sends you an email. Respond to them. There you go. It's out of the way then. And, and what you've done is you've taken that away from your inbox and you've relieved someone else who needed that help. You know, it's back to one of the points you said at the start. One of the main reasons for you, why you should get organized is because you're the bottleneck on other people. You're slowing them. You're affecting them. Thus, you're affecting your whole business. So actually go through and respond to people um, is, is a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really- I, you know, you sort of mentioned this in the, in the blog, you know, stop being a selfish idiot. That yes. is what you're being like when you're yes. sitting there and you're sitting on those emails because you're saying, oh, I'm too busy to reply to this. Or I haven't got time to do that right now. Like you are stopping somebody else from getting what they need to get done. And there's a pretty good chance that, that person might actually work for you and you're paying them and you're not getting to it because you're too busy. <laughs> uh, and that is bonkers. Like, so yeah, like I think that is a, a super important point is sometimes when you need a little bit of a kick in the backside to say, Hey, you, the only person you're hurting here is you by not replying and by not moving those things forward, by not going back to clients quick enough. And it's, you know, we've all been guilty of it. We've all been guilty of saying, yeah. I'll get to that later. But, you know, yeah, it's, it really is quite a selfish attitude to just sit there and not reply to, to emails that somebody sent to you. Totally agree. Now, another one, which uh, at this point someone's going through and they're basically going, yeah, but I can't do everything at once. Um, I just, I need that to leave that there as a reminder because I do need to respond, but I need to do something first. Great. That's fine. I understand that. But as we said at the start, it is not a to-do list planner. If there's something you need to do, put it on a to-do list and then delete the email. You don't need to keep the email as a reminder to do something. You put it in your to-do list, you delete the email. Simple as that. Nice and quick, nice and simple. Email's not clogged up with a load of nonsense. If you can't organize your to-do list, well, that's a subject we'll come on to in a couple of weeks' time. And some of the um, the platforms, or certainly one I use, give you the ability to sort of snooze emails or, or have them kind of go away and come back again later on, which I think I quite like that as a way of you know, let's say someone's asked you to do something and you've had to ask someone else to do that thing. So you ultimately will want to reply to the person to tell them it is now done. You've replied and said, yeah, it's on, it's underway, but you want it to kind of pop back in again and remind you that you need to reply to that person. That is a way of, you know, it's a way I like of doing that. I, although I'm sure you would write a to-do list that says chase up the thing. And then another exactly thing what you would do. reply to the thing, but you know, Exactly what you would do. Again, all you're doing is using your email as a reminder tool. It's a, oh, I'll send that as a reminder to myself. That I'll, I'll tell it to go away and come back in three days and then remind me. The problem with I, I have with that is what happens is that's a, it's a cumulative process. So I keep doing it and then more and more comes back. And it's like a, eventually there's an avalanche of things that come back Precisely. into your inbox and in your Precisely. dealing with. Why it doesn't work. So yeah. th- those, those are... Um, those are the ideas. Those are, those are things that if you follow that, go through that process, you can start to clean up your inbox and get it down under control. 
But of course, once you've got it under control, chances are you'll let it get out of control unless you've got some good habits and processes in place to stop that happening again. So that really is the next, that's the next thing really is to focus on is, is how do you prevent it getting out of control again? And the starting point is quite simple. Stop signing up for everything. Stop signing up for emails all over the place. Um, you don't need to get the email from that um, niche vegan bakery in Munich. I use that example because I actually signed up for a vegan. And as soon as I got their first email, I was like, why have I signed up for this? I like, I don't need this in my life. I'm unsubscribing. And if I ever feel the need to go and look for this vegan uh, niche bakery in Munich, I'm pretty sure I can do a search on Google and I'll find it again. You know, so, so stop signing up. Stop making the problem worse. Is, is really is really what I would say. The next thing is, if you do need to sign up for something, for example, um, you'll get it from a work point of view, it might be to get download a report, you have to leave an email address, or it may be that you want to get, the, you know, sign up for our newsletter and we'll send you a free code off your first order, things like that. Fine, absolutely. But put that into a... Uh, Put that into a, a junk email address that we're going to use. And we're going to talk about different email addresses in just a second. Or sign up for it and be organized. And as soon as you've used the code, unsubscribe. You don't need to, just because you've used it to get a, a, an offer, doesn't mean you have to continue subscribing to there. They don't withdraw the code once you've unsubscribed later on. As soon as you've used the code, you don't need to be subscribed anymore. So just be a bit more, you know, at the end of the day, the company is intentionally using a tactic to get you to sign up for stuff doesn't mean you can't play it back to them as well. Yeah, like you said, that's, that's where the ruthlessly efficient comes from. It is about being a bit more ruthless. You, you, yep. you have to, sometimes you've got to get rid of those things and you can always get them back again. You know, you can tick that box that says, don't send me your marketing emails when you set up. And now, you know, this seems balmy because obviously we don't want, we want you to opt in to everything that we ever do. And certainly we give when you we're doing things- but that's the point it's about it's a two-way relationship isn't it this that you know the the person sending those emails need to respect your time and respect your inbox so if they are sending you four five six emails every single week and those emails don't contain meaningful useful content then you are going to unsubscribe and you should because that's too much and i think that's the key unless they unless you know i have people that send me an email every day and it's interesting and it's something that i want to get and that's fine yeah. Yeah, but, it certainly isn't to say a daily, you know, uh, frequent emails is a bad thing, but it's a bad thing if, and it really is point three, which is if you just, as soon as you see that email, oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> delete it or just put it off, then that's a sign. That's a sign you should be unsubscribing from that. And 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 again, it's just, an, an, a, as you say, ruthlessly efficient. If, you, if you're not really paying attention to them, whether they send it to you once a week, once a month or five times a day, if you're not interested and you're quickly deleting or ignoring them, then just unsubscribe, then they don't block up. They don't take your mind space at all. Because mm. it's all about micro bits of time. You know, it's all about, it's not actually about the time it takes for you to delete that email. Because you might think, oh, no. I'm just press delete, that's fine. It's the time it takes for you to recognize that you have that email, that you distracts you from the other thing. It's the number of unread emails you have. It's all those things that go towards your brain feeling, you know, bamboozled and flustered and overwhelmed with all this stuff that's what you're trying to get rid of that's what you're trying to get that kind of zen feeling from your yes isn't it yes absolutely and then the next thing is actually about the email addresses themselves um it's actually gone down it used to be i remember back in the day it used to be the average person at 2.4 email addresses same as children 2.4 yeah similar to children um maybe that was why 
they that now seems to be reduced to about 1.8 um saw some the other day it was about 1.75 so all in a similar sort of broad space um number of email addresses they've got i think that's just because the number of people who have email nowadays is 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 getting bigger it used to be people that were you know without being pejorative on it but basically between the ages of 18 and 50 with the majority of people that had an email address they needed it for work and then they had a a secondary or a third one outside of that. Well, that you was jumped rare. from ISP to ISP. I mean, that's certainly when we, when yes. we first yeah. got the internet, we, you know, you had an AOL email address, then you had another email address, then you had another email address, and you kept jumping from service provider to service provider and getting different email addresses. Whereas yeah. now I think, you know, you've got a, you know, Hotmail, Gmail, Outlook, whatever those, you know, you have those main ones that you keep yeah. and you don't, you take them with you along. You don't, don't worry about your Virgin Media email address. I certainly don't use mine. No, I, my BT internet email address has never been used. I'm not. I, I couldn't even tell you what it is. So, but yeah, that is the point. Is is you have you used to have more. You probably got slightly less now. But ultimately, most people most people who are working have probably two email addresses at least, and that's a really good thing. And that is a way you can really utilize things to be efficient. Because all, first things first, split out work from personal. You know, and, and you can break out personal even more, but ultimately try and keep your work address for work-based things. And I used to be terrible at this. And it was one of the things I changed four or five years ago, which which helped me become much more, more organized when it came to my email, is that I signed up everything in my email address with the same work address that I'd had at that point for about 15 years. And I didn't have a Gmail address. I didn't have a Yahoo. I didn't have a Hotmail, whatever else. I just had my main work address. And actually, over time, I then switched all of my non-work stuff over to my Gmail. I think that's an easy mistake that um, business owners especially fall into because it's your business, so it's your email address. So you know, when you work for someone else, you know that that email is one, you don't own it, and ultimately it's possibly monitored by someone else. You don't do personal things on your work email address. Two, you just you might lose it at some point in the future so that could be inconvenient if you're signing up to stuff you know if you're buying things or whatever else yep. but when it's your business it's your business so it's your email and it's the one you check most often so if you you know i used to have this where i'd got a personal one where i signed up for things that i sometimes wanted to look at but if i had something that i actually wanted to see whenever it came in business or personal mm-hmm. i would use my work address because that's the one that i was using and as a result my work one gets bloated and overwhelmed by everything in there because yeah, because there's no there's no mixture. But then the then the, the worst part of that is that when you're on holiday, there's no switching off. You can't escape it because all your personal stuff is enmeshed with your work stuff. And so you can't turn off ever. Yes. Yeah. And we both experienced that. We've been on holiday together where we've had that. Well, we've kind of I just got well, we've even signed up for things on holiday. Like, you know, we're going to a holiday park or something like that. And you just sign up to get, you know, the, you know, that they, they email you the tickets or something like that. You can't help but then, as you say, oh, oh, I've just noticed that email from this client. And there's no way of breaking those two things out. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really good thing from a mental health point of view. Weekends are exactly the same, you know. Okay, for a business owner, most business owners probably don't turn off at the weekend, but it is a way to not check what's happening at work quite as much. But it's also just a really good way of being efficient and going, right, if I am going to check my email more often at work, it is only going to be email stuff. And then I can set myself times to go and look at, you know, my personal stuff, you know, emails from friends or 
something from Lego or whatever else it is, you've got time. You can do that in your own personal space and you can set aside time for doing those sorts of things. And also, as we said earlier, you may just set up a junk email address, an email address that you just sign up for things for and it just drops into that. You don't actually go and check that. You only ever go into it when you want to go and redeem an offer. So I think I think that's a really nice way of getting organized and structured uh, with with your email. And, and we talked about, you know, I just talked there about going in and checking your email. One of that, one of those things I don't advocate. I think people think that because I've got a generally organized inbox that I'm checking it constantly and making sure it's up to, you know, I'm making sure that every time an email comes in, I go and check it. I actually turn my email off for large chunks of the day because because I find email a distraction. You know, that little symbol comes up telling you got an email. It's really hard not to go and look at it. You know, where the postman arrives, I always go and have to check the post, see what's there. And I am a bit like that with email. So I turn it off. So I actually advocate going off and checking email at certain points, you know, and spend, I'm going to spend five minutes in every two hours, for example, just checking my email and checking it's all right. But I don't go in all the time because again, it's inefficient to constantly just be checking things, constantly be checking things, go in, get in a rhythm and delete things. And as you always beautifully say uh if you if, if your house is on fire you're not going to email 999 are you? yeah this is a it's a debate i used to have all the time with people you know in in my agency it was that they would say oh, we can't do this i can't you know i wanted people to check their emails in the first thing in the morning lunchtime evenings that's the time to look at emails the rest of the time spend your time doing work and the argument from account managers and people like that was always oh, yeah but if a client sends an email and it's urgent then i need to be able to respond to it and i'm like well look Again, as, as you just said, if your house was on fire, you wouldn't email the fire brigade. You would call them. And that's what your clients should do. And if they're, if they're relying on that, that's wrong. You, if you're creating that impression that, now you, you know, we talked before about don't be selfish and don't leave it days and days before you reply to things, but also don't create a culture where people expect to receive an instant reply from sending an email to you. It's the same thing with checking your emails on your phone, checking your emails when you're on holiday. You know, I, I really do encourage people not to reply to emails outside of those working hours because it creates, uh, you create a rod frame back. It creates this yep. expectation that you're going to reply to those things and people shouldn't expect that. That is an unreasonable expectation. So there is a, there's a really important balance here of teaching. Cause if you, if you do that and you do always reply to things instantly, because you're just constantly sitting there waiting for an email to come in, then again, the, the, the time you don't do that results in a bad feeling from your client. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Look, if someone, if you're at a meeting, you're not going to be checking your email. And that's exactly what it is. You go into a meeting for two hours, you don't check your email. If a client desperately needs to get hold of you during those two hours, and it was, as you say, an emergency, they would pick up the phone. They would find another way to get a message to you. They don't, any client that relies on, I've sent you an email and you haven't responded within five minutes. That means, you know, you failed me. It's just, it's just nonsense. Because if it's that urgent, as you say, you pick, you pick up the phone, you talk to someone. I think. Um, now, I did say earlier, obviously, that your inbox is not a to-do list planner and it really isn't. It really isn't. So when you see emails, you know, you're going in, let's say you've gone in every two hours and you check and you do see something, you go, all oh, right, there is something. And as we talked about earlier, you don't then go, OK, I'll come back to that. Deal with it. If it's something that you need to do, add it to your to-do list and then move it out of your inbox. St the, the, the biggest problem people have is they go in, they see something, go, oh, I'll come back to that. But they won't. 
because by the time they come back to check the inbox next time, another 30 emails have arrived and this one's down there. It's number 31 on the list and you won't remember to go to it. So you should have added it to your do list there and then because that's the place you will go back to and you will spot where those things are. But gradually, and it's the same reason, and, and it really is the, the, the final one I always say is never end the day with unread emails. Because if you go to bed with 10 unread emails, I guarantee you wake up with 25 unread emails because more emails have come in overnight. They, they always do. You can't avoid that. No, no brilliantly organized system in the world is going to stop that happening. And so all you're doing is you're giving yourself less chance of getting to those 10 unread things. Always, it doesn't mean you have to do something with them, but I'm, you know, and it's, it's not just about email. I'm a big believer. Always end the day knowing what you're doing the next day and having been clear what's happened during that day. If you go to bed knowing it'll nag at you. There's 10 unread emails. One of them could be a client. Did I check that? And you'll sit in bed and you'll, your point, you'll check your phone just in case. Clean them up before you go, turn it off, have a clean cut. You'll sleep better. You'll wake up. You'll be more efficient the next day. And then you can start this process all over again. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to talk more about that, but I think it is, it all comes back to being deliberate with your time. It's about not letting your tasks control you by sitting there waiting for emails to come in. You're letting your email control the way you work. Whereas if you're yes. deliberate and say, I am now going to look at emails and reply to emails. And now I'm going to stop looking at emails and stop replying to emails. You're, you're making the decision and you're in control. And that is what, you know, at its heart, that's what, being efficient is all about is about you setting the boundaries for what you're going to do and how long you're going to do it for and you know and get doing it and sticking to it and that's the bit that's not it's not always easy but you know nope. i do think that's that is the solution all right well there's there's some very very good tips there now this is you know we're painting a picture here of me being a bit of a bumbling idiot uh, that's not entirely true uh, i i'm not totally horrifically organized but i've been working through this process over the course of the last week and what we're going to do is we're going to make this a weekly thing so uh, as part of our podcast although we'll be talking about other subjects over the course of the next eight weeks we're going to check in and we're going to give some efficiency tips each and every week so that because it's all about habits it's not about as you said before it's not a feast or famine situation it's you know i've done this many times where i've cleared down my inbox i've got to inbox zero i've high-fived myself and then a week later it's absolute bedlam again and that's not the way to keep this going on an ongoing basis and so that's what we want to do we want to kind of get you to try this and then do that for a week and then we're going to move on to the next thing and the next element of your life that's chaos and you can try yes. and get that in line as well so that over the course of these eight weeks you're going to turn me into this like military precision machine of efficiency yes um, something ter like absolutely terrifying i mean look and it's worth saying a part of the reason for doing this is sort of an experiment because because we are you know we're working on you but you're you are relatively organized compared to a lot of people so can we make you even more organized is actually quite a challenge it's quite easy to make a really disorganized person more organized but it's harder to make a difference to someone who's reasonably organized and and then as we've already discussed even in the first few days of doing this i've reaffirmed a few things that i probably got slack on as well you know we, we we joked the fact that we've helping you get to a zero inbox on on a couple of things and i realized that i had more emails than i should have in my email box so i've immediately addressed that yeah so i, I think it does remind however good you think you are you can always get better yeah and it's and it's and as you said before it's habits and that's the danger that's the hard thing to break because you think it's just you know when especially when you work for yourself or you're you know you own your own business 
nobody's telling you off no one's telling you you know there's a decent chance that you've got some bad habits that nobody that people are afraid to tell you about so yeah yeah you've got to be responsible to do that because if you don't have a board you don't have a group of people sitting over the top of you telling you you're being a nuisance then you've got to recognize it in yourself so if you're listening to this and you're you know and you're thinking no that's not me i'm absolutely beyond reproach just you know have a little look in the mirror maybe you're not quite as perfect as you think you are yeah absolutely all right. Well, thank you very much for that, Gary. We get, you know, we'll, there's a blog. We're going to uh, list out all these points as well. So I would encourage you to have a, have a read of that and try this out. You know, go through that process. Come along for the ride with us and let's see where we can get to. I've already made massive progress on my inbox. It was, uh, you know, it, all joking aside, there was over between my, I think I have five different inboxes, but between them, there was about 8,000 emails, not unread ones, but there was a decent number in there of emails. And we're already down to uh, looking at it right now. I can see uh, one email in one of my inboxes. Another one's only got 150. So, you know, we're really, we're making progress. We're making some serious progress. And I think by the time we get back to this next week, we're going to be really, uh, you know, really flying and ready for the next part of this whole journey. So if you're interested in any of the things we've been talking about and you'd like to learn more about 33% and ruthlessly efficient marketing, I would love it if you would you know, head on over to 33%.co.uk. That's all the letters, none of the numbers. You can find out a bit more about what we do. Subscribe to this podcast. Please do. There's loads of previous uh, episodes that you can enjoy. And until next time, we'll be back with more efficiency tips. We will see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>